Sauce Podcast. I'm Larry Monkey, and you can find me on Twitter at FF Larry Monkey. And here we go. We got the oh, he used to be the the baby deer killer. Now he is the the turkey terminator. I was gonna say the turkey baster. That's what I was gonna say. The turkey baster. No. Oh, fucking tur- turkeys, man! Dang it, we got to talk about turkeys now. We don't have to talk about any turkeys until I put until I put one on the ground. Okay. It's fine. We don't okay. really have to. Yet. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were hunting uh, deer, um, and then deer season's over, and now it's turkey season. So Justin's going to be Almost. with a bow and arrow with turkeys or shotgun. A shotgun. You can shoot. What's that? You can shoot them with a bow, but uh, I'm going to be using a shotgun. Oh so shotgun God. to the head. That's how you do it. All I'm thinking about is like a Bugs Bunny episode or something, you know? The shotgun. Is it like Daffy Duck or something where the, the duck bill spins around? I don't know. That's the weed talking right there. But hey, <laughs> who was that talking just before, uh, Justin? At Run DFF. Who was that talking, man? Got anything special for this guy? Damn it. See, I came in as unprepared as you did on this. He's definitely not the first mass hole we've had on the show. <laughs> Wow. Justin has no idea what, what I'm talking intro. about. What I'm a north. Intro? I'm a northeast guy, man. Justin's from oh fuck yeah! Hey, oh listen, this is a good buddy, league league mate. We've been going at it for a couple of years now. At EK Baller, what up? What up, my man? Thanks for having me on, man. I'm uh, psyched to talk some smack. Now you finally get to defend yourself because Larry comes on the show and he's like. Fucking EK. He won't even count these offers. He's so tight. <laughs> I do rag on e- on EK on the show when I talk about the Hogs League because we get into the various leagues that we're in when we're talking uh, Dynasty. Yeah, man. EK Baller and I, Angry Sports Couple is in this league. Some other cool cats. Senior writer for Dynasty Nerds, too. Debbie Dose. Yep, focusing on the Debbie Dose. I love the nerds. Uh, they're, they're awesome, man. Those guys are, are good good dudes. Um, Rich and Jared and Matt. You know, They give you a lot of leeway to do what you care about. A lot of fun writing for them. Honestly, this year I did a lot more film room work just more fun for me you know i'll spend uh you know four hours writing an article and then like three people read my carefully crafted masterpiece <laughs> full of data and film and then i'm like fuck this that's <laughs> you know, great man you, you send out a viral tweet and thirty thousand people read your 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 shit post you know it's, it's disheartening <laughs> at times. but the film's fun man i cut up the games i feel like it gets me ahead of the curve on scouting you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dropping up film for these guys in September and October and, you know, kind of get to get familiar with the players. And it's, it's fun. It's fun for me, too. But, yeah, Debbie Dose is awesome. We'll have to get you guys on. Um, just talking a lot of college football, NFL draft stuff. I cranked out profiles, like video profiles. You want to be lazy? You don't like reading? You know, just yeah. Hop on. Watch the video profile. Ten minutes. Tell you everything you need to know for free. Yeah. Checked out the Debbie Dose on YouTube. Some nice little ten minute and under analysis. So let's see. We do a little film. We do a little data. What do you want to start with this guy, Justin? Where do we Where do we want to meander? How did you even get into fantasy football, bro? Let's start from the very beginning. Yeah, man. Uh, like one of my old roommates when I was. A young man and not an old man like I am now. Uh, started the the home the friends league on Yahoo. The the Yahoo standard format, no PPR, you know, kicker and defense. I just immediately like I am an obsessive human. So like I did kind of good the first year. I think I like plays and won some money, and then I was like, that's it, I can win at this. So the next year I was in three, and the next year after that I was in like you know six dynasty leagues and. So on and so forth. I'm sure we all have the same story, right? You know, you listen to one podcast and you're like, I have this secret knowledge. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you start playing Dynasty with other degenerates and it's just like, we all know the same stuff. You know, there's very little edge unless you catch your buddy slipping. Send a send a Larry Monkey trade offer to him and catch him a little bit tipsy, you know. <laughs> Listen to this guy, huh? So, what is your wheelhouse? Debbie Dynasty redraft, best ball, DFS. Some folks like keeper leagues. Yeah, I still play some redraft. Uh, I'll do all the charity leagues that you know the Angry right. Sports couple do, and I'll do the Fish Bowl and a couple of the other ones, the Baby Bowl this year, and then like my original home league, but I don't really seek those out. I just kind of like play with my friends in them. I find that the more into Dynasty and Devi and, and Campus to Canton, I'm in like 12 Campus to Canton leagues, I've gotten like the less patience I have for redraft. Like I'll still yeah. play, but like I just, 
I, I don't care as much about yeah. the start decisions and stuff. And I'm a terrible DFS player. I do a lot of the, the early best ball leagues and underdog and okay at those. But yeah, mostly what I'm actually good at is is Dynasty Leagues, Campus Canton. And I'm not in a single actual Debbie League, which is a burning confession since my podcast is called The Debbie Dose. But it sounds better. You have an off-season project then is to find a Debbie <laughs> League. Yeah. But isn't Campus to Canton kind of like a Debbie League? It's like Debbie Plus, you know? It's like Debbie, but you get to play the guys. 12 weeks. I mean, that's a lot of big rosters, right? Yeah, yeah. You'll run like 40 to 50 players on both sides. And now you're, you know, paying attention to 60 college games a week or something. However many there is between P5 and G5. (laughs) And I'm sure you guys can relate, you know, that feeling when you're like, oh, I'm on this player and no one else is on to him yet. Um, And you get ahead (laughs) of the curve, like. That's the that's the Debbie Junkies crack right there, right? <laughs> like that, like like I I saw this guy play in week zero in a Mac, you know, G five <laughs> game or whatever, and you know, and he blew it up and I put him on every roster. The random Daryl Henderson or whatever that has like twenty eight yeah. touchdowns, and, yeah. Yeah, last year there was this kid C.J. Donaldson for Virginia Tech, and in week zero, he's like two hundred and forty pound running back, right? Like Derrick Henry size, <laughs> runs like a four or five. I uh, was recruited as a tight end and just week one, he just like ran over the whole other team and ran for like three touchdowns. And it was his first like week playing running back. And it was just like this guy, I'm going to own him in every league. You know? <laughs> um, and then it was, it's, it was the, uh, the Taysom Hill effect, right? Like play Taysom Hill quarterback in your uh, tight end spot. Right. That was tight and eligible. So you got, you know, like 25 points a week out of your tight end slot in these college leagues. And, uh, How'd you connect with the Angry Sports Couple? Because they are friends of ours, friends of the show. They are, we had them on as guests, and me and Justin, and we ended up getting all torn up. We hung out. It was like three, four hours, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was a long First night. time, yeah. It was a good time, man. I think her ended up growing up at the end of the night. And <laughs> it's I mean, we've been friends ever since. <laughs> oh, man. They're awesome. They're absolutely two of my favorite people. Sport. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, period. You know, not just like on Twitter or like fantasy football friends. They're just good kids. They're just fun to hang out with. I just met them on Twitter. I can't, I don't know if we got in a league together and then started communicating more and hanging out, or I think we were just kind of like friendly on Twitter and. I would mm-hmm. joke with each other. And then I think our first league might have been Hogs. And I was in with them. Yeah, I think it was Hogs. And then and then we started doing the crazy triple flex leagues. Are you in any of those? Uh, he tried to get me in a triple flex one time. They're pretty fun, man. Him. Yeah. I wasn't in the right space at the time. I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Triple flex is three quarterbacks start, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, one quarterback, two super flex spots. And then okay. the way Rob sets them up, which is super fun. You start two tight ends. There's a, an added value to that. And there's eight IDP flex. There's value there. So there's just so many different ways a draft can go, right? Like you can have 12 people with 12 entirely different, completely valid strategies, right? Like one guy will just draft, you know, the three best quarterbacks available. And by the third round, you're getting like a like a Jared Goff if you're lucky, right? Because it's just pretty much ten quarterbacks in the first round. Um, then you know you get the other person that double taps tight end at the turn, and uh, <laughs> and then when do the IDPs start flying? It's it's just it's wild. It's a good time. He did some funky scoring of the first one too. So you had like Lamar Jackson scoring 450 points the first year, and yeah, I, I think there was a ton of other like uh, like big play bonuses and stuff. So it was pretty leveled out the first year. I think me and him were in the championship if i recall correctly or or i might have been third and for and he actually punted quarterback drafted all the elite skill position players while everyone else was letting them fall so he wound up with just an absurd running back core and elite wide receivers and then traded some people to get like some low-end quarterbacks and was dominant and still was like a top two or three team in the league. I did the opposite in that there were some crazy traders that were just throwing picks around. So I just traded back, traded back, traded back and had 
like five first rounders or four first rounders by the midpoint of the draft and then started throwing those around for players and wound up with like a really young really strong squad something else that's really fun is the dynasty hot sauce listening league let's go <laughs> yeah. folks there we go, baby. There we go. No, it's 28 teams right now. Two copies, 14 team divisions. Let's make it 42. Come on, 14 more people. Actually, we don't need that many people. But let's fill this thing up. We're going to make this a 42 team, three copies. Picks getting drafted. Shit mm-hmm. ton of trades. We've got a handful of trades to talk about later. Let's go. Yeah. You know what to do. Reach out to me or Larry. Mm. Let us know you want to be in the league. We'll put you on the list. We will make this happen. If you can't get a trade done with somebody, you just go to the other person or the other person that has yeah. a player that you want. Beauty of a copy league. Someone's in love with their with their guy and you can't get him off them. You have two other people to work on. Right. You have a free copy league? Yeah. We, we're currently in a two copy. We're adding yeah, another we, copy. We expanded it last year. Oh, he's we got an escalate. regular league to a two copy league. Yes. And now we're like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just keep going with it. So, yeah, yeah. There's a charity and component to it, and there's a league, an overall league champion, all play stuff at the end with the top four teams from each division. So yeah, angry sports couple. Troy's in it. Ek, more than welcome to get in the startup if you like. Our guests are, are all our guests are invited as well. But yeah, once we fill it up, then we'll get this. The startup will begin. We're not in any kind of rush to fill it. It's just like we're just going to let it organically fill. Like there is absolutely no hurry. Listener League, baby. What do you think of these QBs coming out right now? Because everyone has a different opinion, and I want to know EK Baller's opinion. Now, what is there? How many? How many are there for you? It's like three, four, five. How many QBs? Yeah, there's three I care about, and then I think Will Levis is a landmine. I think he's, you know, maybe could develop, but you know, he's coming in with a, you know, I'd say like an upside of like Daniel Jones or. Uh, Kenny Pickett, you know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of where he's at in my data model right now. He's like in that range, but the tape was so inconsistent from this past year. Um, just didn't handle pressure well. Their line was terrible. I don't know. People make the weapons excuse, but I think uh, Barry and Brown, uh, who's a freshman there, and Dean Key, who's a freshman there, are both going to be NFL guys. So I'm not sure I entirely buy the weapons excuse. I just think, whatever, he washed out of uh, Penn State and into a starting position at UK. And just, I don't know. I don't see it. I love Young. I think Young is a pure baller. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he did more with less at Alabama, honestly. I know their wide receiver core is not, you know, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good either. Maybe like the guys who were freshmen last year could turn into first round draft picks. You saw last year what he did with Jamison Williams. Jamison went for like 1,400 yards, right? And then Young still had the team on his back, you know, with a throw into a collection of, of misfits and, you know, guys that are, you know, maybe going to be like UDFA, day three type picks, uh, you know, maybe like late day two guys, but I don't know. No one that I think is a stud there for sure. Uh, Stroud, I'm a big fan of too. I was iffy on him a little bit. I mean, he didn't hit and don't, you know, don't crucify me if I'm wrong about this, but last time I looked, Fields' passing statistics and like secondary statistics at Ohio State were better than C.J. Stroud's, which, and then Fields hasn't, really been an awesome passer in the NFL yet. You know, let's get some weapons around him and see how he does. But, you know, he hasn't, like, certainly come out and shown that he's going to be the next, you know, great distributor of the ball, right? Um, but, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think Stroud's got some significant skills. Like, I'm I'm happy if I get him and I need a quarterback. I'm not sure where they're going to land. Like, I don't think I'm too stoked to get anyone that lands on the Texans. Right? <laughs> One of them's almost certainly going there. That franchise... It's going to be a, a rough, rough place to start your career. I don't know. If someone lands on the Colts or something and it's not Levis, I'm pretty excited about that. I think, you know, you got some weapons. You got maybe some talented OL. You got Pittman. Um, Carolina, I'd be happy about. And I think Richardson's the wild card, right? He is far from ready, but the tools are uh, impressive. Every fast, strong guy with a big arm gets the like, oh, he could be Josh Atwood. But, but <laughs> Richardson is the one that, like, he has the same, his, you know, his stats and his college passing stats aren't any worse than Allen's were. Uh, he played, you know, against tougher competition, you know, and he's going to, he's going to pass and run the combine. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked for that. I'm not trying to 
jump yeah. the giant here on that stuff. But man, that kid's fast and uh, he's got the arm strength. I really, for me, for Richardson, if he can fix his mechanics, uh, I think he's going to be all right. And mechanics are fixable with good coaching. It's just, it's just getting reps in. It's getting, you know, working with a, a specialist and, you know, he's got to be able to wrap his head around the NFL game, but all these guys have to be able to do that. Right. I don't know. Where are you guys at? Have you, you guys done any work on it yet? I'm like shell shocked from last year's quarterback mm. class because this time last year, everyone was talking all those guys in the first round of rookie drafts. This is a different year, Larry. I know. Last year we were talking about, I think that, that someone could drop to the Steelers at 20 or 22 or whatever it was. Right. Like you know, Sam Howell to the Steelers. Yeah. There were all kinds of questions about, will the first quarterback drop, whatever. Yeah. So, There's none of those questions. And then, and then, so I'm shell-shocked about that. And then you're just like, ah, oh, Bryce – Bryce Young, he's so tiny, and uh, and then there's the Alabama success, you know, yeah. with QB, and then you know CJ Stroud. There's no like big wow factors, and and then you have, and then it's the same thing. It's like I I don't know if I'd rather roll the dice on, on a Richardson or just to see if you hit because everyone hated Josh Allen when he came out. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch the Peach Bowl, Larry? No. See, no. that's why you missed out on the CJ Stroud wow. Stroud and played really well. Man. Yeah, it was yeah. silly what he did in that game. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But but on the other hand, Justin, he hadn't really done that yet that year, right? That was the first game that you saw him really like overcome and like rise to the occasion. He kept faltering in big games, and, and not just like not just wasn't able to win the game himself. Like would miss some substantial throws and things like that that really kind of hurt uh, Ohio State late and some of the other big games they dropped. Not that he played poorly, just that he wasn't playing like an elite prospect to me, except for, in, you know, in the Peach Bowl. And it's like, can you overrate one game? But I don't know. Where I, I think he's good. I think he'll have some adjustments to make. But I think he's a talented thrower of the football. And, and he showed off the, the legs. If C.J. Stroud is Kirk Cousins with rushing upside, I think you're pretty stoked about that, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. If you, yeah. Think, I would be super stoked if he's a. 42, 4,400-yard-a-year passer. Maybe you get a little bit of running out of him, but at the, at the very worst, if that's his floor, and it's obviously not, but if he develops into that kind of pro, then you've got a guy who is a top 8 or 10 QB every year with upside. So I'll say this. like um, I do the data models. Quarterback data models are tough, but um, C.J. Stroud lands in a, a pretty rarefied air. I think I'm looking at the past – four classes and he has similar a similar final score to cj stroud uh, to, to, to joe burrow obviously has a score to cj Stroud. uh he's right about the same as Tua Tagaviola, who is a great prospect better than fields better than lawrence uh he's got a better score than bryce young he's got a better score than kyler murray and a factor in rushing uh, EPA. I mean, Dwayne wow. Haskins is floating around up there too, but like, it's good. It's good data, you know. Right. And and Bright, Bryce Young's right up there too. He's still also above Murray, you know. Whereas like, uh, Levis is below Kenny Pickett, Daniel Jones, and Richardson's like on a tier below that, like a worse score than Zach Wilson and Drew Locke. Oh. Doesn't mean he's dead because you know Josh <laughs> Allen's floating around like a page below that. But for every Josh Allen. And there's 20 other shitty quarterbacks that couldn't throw in college, yeah. and so I just I hate banking on trying to find the outlier with a first, with a, a yeah. mid, an early to mid rookie first. You know, yeah. that's what's that's what's hard for me about Richardson is that he may hit. You know, he may be that guy, but I, I'd be damned if I'm gonna spend the 104, 105 on him. I just can't do it. That's where I'm at too, man. If he was Jalen Hurts and he was costing you a mid second and early second to find out, cool. I'm stoked to pay that to find out. I'm not stoked to pay a 104 on a guy that's like maybe 50-50. You know what I mean? And if he hits, it's, he's a top six quarterback. But like I genuinely think it's 50-50. I mean, the best of these prospects are, what, like 60-40 that they're going to yeah, hit? Right, you know, right. I mean, gosh, even, even Lawrence is, you know, he's in his third year and you know, yeah, was you know great towards the end of this year, but going into his third season, and he hasn't really shown himself to be an elite NFL quarterback yet. Did you got to you, you got to give him a mulligan for that first year, though, wouldn't you? Right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, 
<laughs> you do, but I mean, the the data is the data, right? I mean, yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong; he was set up for failure for sure. Yeah. And you see that, like, look at Daniel Jones this year, have a little bit better court, you know, yeah, with, with some coaching. coaching. Yeah, I mean, look, give give Daniel Jones some weapons, and maybe he's got a career, you know. Look at Jared Goff. Do you have Gibbs as number two after Bijan? Yeah, I mean, I've gone around in circles with it at length, and yeah, I know you don't want to get into a rabbit hole with it. I liked Tucker. Tucker Tucker's data profile is really really good. It's one of the strongest in the class. Uh, he just, you know, just super producer and dominated the the offense at his team. Charbonnet does really well in my data rankings, and he's got prototypical size, got some nice tape, I think. Zach Evans, electric tape. But at the end of the day, I, Gibbs has a receiving upside that the other guys just don't, and he's going to get drafted for that. Like, nobody is drafting him for what he does as a rusher in my opinion. I, I don't think he's an extraordinary rusher, honestly. There's a lot of metrics uh, that show he's kind of like middle of the road um, as a runner. I certainly is elusive in the open field, but that doesn't make like a great period running back, you know, savvy between the tackles and great vision. He's creating on his own uh, in the open field. Don't get me wrong. Like Gibbs is like ruining people. He's fast as hell. He's going to run sub four, four, I think. And he has <laughs> agility, uh, you know, agility at a level that most running backs don't. Uh, I, I don't care that much about the size. What was CMC when he came in? Like 202 or something? So I, I do think that like that upside is tantalizing. I, I think it's a tier for me. I don't think it's like Gibbs is tier two and then the rest of those guys are tier three. I think the combine will sort it for me some. Some of the guys we're excited about are probably going to fall on their faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where, yeah, we did lose some running back names last year due to the combine didn't isaiah spiller kind of disappear mm -hmm. as a result of the combine or was yeah, he run like a five second 40 mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah tom brady speed yeah it wasn't good because yeah. in february he was the 102 presumable and then all of a sudden he just like kind of fell on his face and that was it as it looks now there's like a dozen running backs that are coming out that look like they could be somebody like a Dwayne mcbride who's an awesome rusher um but has no receiving profile at all <laughs> but, you know, maybe he goes and runs the drills there and looks good. I mean, that was a story with Kenny Walker last year, right? Like this uh -huh. time last year, we were like, Kenny Walker can't catch passes. Kenny Walker can't catch passes. And he went to the combine and showed that he had some smooth hands and that he really could perform in, in that part of the game as well. And that's, uh, for me, where he, like, became, like, solidly the RB2. But, you know, so like McBride could run in there and do that. Um, or, or, or other guys could, you know, uh, really boost their stock, like a tank. I, I don't know what to make about tank right now. Is he Cam Akers, you know, talented guy that was on a trash offense? Or is he, like, a poor decision-making running back that's not that fast? I, I, I don't know. Man. You say Cam Akers. I just immediately go back to that trade <laughs> offer you made to me. You tried to trade me Cam Akers for my Alec Pierce, and I rejected oh. it. <laughs> I rejected it. Wow. <laughs> and then, like the next uh. week, then the next week he like turned back into Cam Akers. Yeah, he gets like twenty carries or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what a story Man. this year. We're all like, oh, the, the, the Achilles is undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, Larry's got Cam Akers PTSD, so good luck trying to trade him Cam Akers at this point. Dude, I was buying him post-injury everywhere. As soon as it was like he was running and he was recovering, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll take this discount on a guy that I think is a 23-year-old guy with RB1 upside. So I got killed. In the beginning of the season last year, yeah. right? like on oh, so many God. leagues that I needed him as a starter and then just didn't have ample depth to cover my butt. Yeah, it was ugly, man. You know what I do know, Larry? What do you know? I know that people should be joining our Patreon. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you tell them about our Patreon? We uh, launched the Patreon. We're excited about it. We've got a nice core, a nice OG crew of people right now. And we're, I don't know, folks are joining. It's fun, man. We got two tiers, folks. And a Patreon is like, it's like you're supporting the show, right? You, you know, if you have a Patreon and you are a fan of, of like a show, perhaps the, the Dynasty Hot Sauce Pod, and they have a Patreon and you say, you know, well, well, what is this? You know, oh, look, they have two tiers, the saucy tier. It's only three, three bucks a month. You know, you get access to this. We're doing the show right now but it, a lot more f-bombs yeah. on this show right and you can jump on here ask questions you know, there you go yeah questions answered 
that kind of thing. So you get access to the YouTube link. Uh, we have this private group me chat, which is cool. You hear us talk about chats here. Oh, yeah, I got this chat. I was in that chat. Well, yeah, we have a, a group me chat where everybody that's that's in the Patreon sure. is, is in this chat. And uh, you can, you know, you're throwing dynasty questions out. You're getting some, hey, what do you think of this trade offer? Or, uh, and there's a lot of folks chiming in. You get a lot of various opinions on on stuff. It's really good, man. You, you're talking to guys that, that love dynasty football. There's that. We'll, we'll talk about your trades on the show. We'll talk about in a, in a couple of minutes a trade that I didn't make that one of our Patreons would wanted us to talk about. Then there's the extra hot tier. I was going to say, what about the other tier? EK, this is the extra hot tier, baby. And not only do you get a T-shirt with this tier, you get mine and Justin's phone numbers in case you have any kind of dynasty question at any time of, of the day or night. You reach right out to us. This is a $10 tier, folks. And you get everything else in the in the saucy tier. You know, you get that around-the-clock access to consult with us. We are on call. You drop us a line anytime. You know what I'm saying? Roster construction, trades, waiver claims, just any general questions. You want to talk about anything? Hey, you know what, Larry? There is a patron who wants to uh, who wants a question answered. Oh, what's that? And he says, uh, "Where is Ryan Tannehill's value in a startup?" Thanks, Troy at Voice in Fuego for your question here. So, where is Ryan Tannehill's startup value? He is yeah. currently in, and now this is January ADP because there's no uh, DLF February ADP for whatever reason. I think Ryan McDowell must have taken a vacation, um, <laughs> but uh, he was the QB twenty eight. At 108 overall, uh, right between these, I'm going to give you two ahead and two behind. So Tyler Lockett, Dalton Schultz, DeAndre Hopkins, and Darnell Mooney. He's in between those. I'll tell you where he just went in the uh, the one that I am currently in with a bunch of industry people. He went at 12-6. Wow. How, this is a 12-teamer? 12 12-teamer. 12 and that is behind Ritter, oh, no. Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, who I took because I own the rest of the San Francisco offense, and it was the 11th, and I needed a QB3. But I probably should have taken Tannehill, all things considered, but the upside of him throwing to CMC and uh, Kittle and uh, is just too enticing. But also went behind Sam Howell, Jordan Love. Stop it. Stop it. I could actually – I can almost get behind the Jordan Love one. I understand Purdy – but Desmond Ritter, no, come on, stop it. Ritter's uh, terrible. Sam Howell, <laughs> come on, stop it. That's 138th overall, by the way. If at that 12 yeah. 6, 138th overall. Yeah. I'll say this this group was a bunch of uh, ageists, too, though. We all like to draft young in startups. And I will tell you, my team in this one is Dak, CD, CMC, Cousins, Eckler. I got uh, Derrick Henry somewhere in there. I just got <laughs> all the old running backs because I got insane value. Derrick Henry at 8-11. <laughs> Lock it at 9-2. Like, <laughs> fuck it. I guess I'll win, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Work on the team in the second year when all yeah, those guys retire. You, you, yeah. you get a free roll for, you know what I mean, for 10 years if you won the first year. You get 10 years to rebuild the team and still be – in the black so um you know maybe you're maybe they don't all die and you get to compete for two years that's i don't know it's pretty valid there's a couple other people in the startup that did that but most of the guys were just drafting wide receivers super young running backs draft picks went kind of early understandably so if that was your strategy uh, it was really polar opposites uh for the team builds in this one well just to wrap up that question i'm taking him before 138th overall that's for sure Tannehill's got a job somewhere i don't know where but he's got a job somewhere i'm not drafting Tannehill. i'm gonna i'm an ageist if you're interested i did trade for Tannehill last year in a league where i needed a quarterback and like peak of Tannehill is the worst player ever range trying to find it it was basically like a mid-second for a quarterback in Superflex. <laughs> Traded for him in the uh, listener in the HQ1 listener league, and oh my, 2024 first for Ryan Tannehill, which is probably in the 110 to 114 range. Okay, so I just took over an orphan a few weeks ago, and Ryan Tannehill's on the team. He's a hold for me. 
Speaking of wide receivers, do you have any preference? Do you have a top three, EK? Yeah, I mean, I'm boring. Um, I'm kind of on the consensus with that. I back and forth. The data model doesn't love JSN, but I've gone through that with some of my friends that are data nerds. And part of it has to do with him getting dinged for games that he like played this year but played like five snaps in right. right so those are hitting his per game stats you know and then just like now he's like played two years but like accumulated poor stats for this one and i do use like average yearly um production as like you know yardage and touchdowns as an input to the data anyways long way to way of saying i like him more than the model likes him i just think he is a route ninja i don't care if he's fast as long as he's not like four six five slow which Keenan Allen is. Keenan Allen's been a top 15 wide receiver for 10 years, you know. <laughs> um, but I will, I will be off of the value on him as like a, you know, the top wide receiver in this class. I like Addison a lot too. I think Addison also has some really nice film. I think he's going to be really fast with the combine, so that'll drive his value up a little. And uh, and my data model has him in like a range of guys that mostly don't miss, right? Like not. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, but the tier right below that, which is, you know, like Brandon Cooks type guys that are Brandon Cooks' data in college is awesome, by the way. Like super strong prospects. Quentin Johnson, I'm kind of off of him, not entirely because the upside is just overwhelming, right? Like this dude's six four. He's going to run like four high four fours and has agility like a small wide receiver, right? Like a twitchy little make you miss guy on the open field, which is just a wild combination, right? I mean, you don't see guys with a like high A dot downfield profile that can make guys miss, right? You got like AJ Brown for like downfield and yak. And I think he can do that kind of ceiling. Like that's his ceiling. His ceiling's AJ Brown. You know what I mean? Problem is dude catches like a tyrannosaurus rex like <laughs> this is quentin johnson on every play just letting the ball fall into his chest which is horrendous technique you'll see like a contested catch situation where he could like go up snatch the ball for a touchdown over a db that's three and a half four inches shorter than him and the db goes up and intercepts the ball and that's not like one play <laughs> it's in every game stuff like that happens so just his range of outcomes is immense. You know, his downside is he's out of the league in four years, right? God. Just all the talent in the world, but I don't know. He's got a lot to figure out. And I, I think a guy like that is going to really struggle his rookie year. And there might be a buy low opportunity at some point during that year. Um, you know, like Traylon Burks style, right? Like I still think Burks is talented. He, his value has dropped from the rookie drafts. Um, yeah, so you might be able to get that kind of kind of deal on him going into year two. The the raw talent is so hard, so high that it's tough to keep him out of your top three. Uh, I do like Downs and Flowers a lot as well. Is there a guy that your projection is going to like just stand out at the combine? That's going to be like, all right, that guy is a freak. You know, runs a four three three, or you know, has a forty six inch vertical and a you know, eleven and a half twelve foot broad. <laughs> at wide receiver specifically or in general? Yeah, I mean, most well, mostly because that's where the athletes are. Yeah, I think there's some lower tier guys that are really going to blow it up. Um, not that I care about them. There's like the kid from Princeton. Uh, I don't want to murder his name. It's like Iosabas or something like that. He's got that like Christian Watson type athleticism. I don't think he's a good wide receiver. I don't think he gets drafted highly, even if he does blow it up. But I think he'll be fun to watch the combine. Um, Jalen Hyatt is going to be lightning on track. Um, and I bet he's got some explosiveness as well. Um, he's interesting to me. I mean, honestly, he grades out as a top three wide receiver in my model. Once I put in film scores, I've been putting in Lance Zerline's film scores from NFL.com. They're publicly available. They're out early. And it's an objective data point from a professional film scout. He loves Hyatt. Uh, he has him ranked as like a boomer bust guy, but actual higher film grade. Then he gave Addison, JSN, QJ, uh, wow. or anyone else in this class. Kind of excited to watch what he does. And then I think the guy that's going to do more than people expect him to is probably Flowers. I think Flowers is a high-level athlete. And, and you hear people talk about his, uh, you know, his route prowess and his savvy. And he kind of has that, like, oh, quick titchy slot guy. But you see him blow by guys on the outside. Like, he's not just a slot wide receiver. 
Yeah. And you see some lateral ability out of him that's like Kadarius Tony type agility and lateral movement skills. So I'm kind of excited for that. Can we get into a trade that I didn't make in the Hogs League? And this has to do with Chris Olave and a 24 first or the 102 and George Pickens. <laughs> Olave, for me, is vastly better than Pickens. I think Pickens is really good at a couple things, but I don't think he's ever going to be a high-volume wide receiver. He just doesn't get open like that. He's a jump ball guy, and he's as good as he gets at jump balls, but... I don't see him being a high volume guy, and I definitely see him staying in that like high A dot role, which is probably a lot of variance. Um, and I don't love Pickett, so I don't think Pickett's well, value goes up this year. If Olave gets quarterback, he could be, you know, like a top eighteen draft pick this time next year. We didn't far off where he's going, anyways. He's going like mid third round. So it's Olave in a twenty four first for Pickens in the one hundred two. I mean, I I get if you need a quarterback taking the, you know, Bryce Stroud, CJ, uh, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud side of that. I don't hate it. I think that's probably a reasonable price, honestly, because I, I think the 102 is worth a lot more than Alave still right now Yeah. Um, for me. Um, and Pickens is probably worth a first, like a late first, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think I actually kind of like the – Pickens side of that, although I like Alave a lot more than Pickens. See, I can't get behind the Pickens is where the first thing. I just couldn't give a first to a guy that I, I'm going to project to get 100 targets a year. Like that's yeah. Just, I can't do it. I, so, I wouldn't pay a first for him, but I could see myself living with that if I needed the 102. Because you can me. get wide receivers, you know what I mean? But I have a similar trade that I just made. Do you guys want to talk about my trade? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Very absolutely. similar, and I just did it, and it made me sick to my stomach. Made me hate myself. This is the same league I traded for Tannehill last year, which, by the way, I just looked up. I got Tannehill for Jeff Wilson and a 2023 third. Whoa. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's a perfect trade for Tannehill. We do a draft party, so if you want to pop on, we pop on for a round or two, whatever. Yeah, none of my real-life friends care about the NFL. You're like, to watch what? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, 103. That's a popular, like, sexy Richardson pick, too. I've, I've seen a few rookie mock drafts where, like, uh, Richardson's the sexy 103 pick. So the landing spot, the draft will tell us exactly where, where Richardson will probably end up going in the rookie draft if he goes to. Well, he's, he's going high, yeah. and he's probably going to a decent team because he's not going, like, top five. But I, I think he's a first-round draft pick. I do. Wow. He's not Malik Willis. And, like, I didn't really know that until I started looking at the numbers. And Malik Willis, on paper, was not a good college quarterback, not taking into account that he was playing weaker competition, right, in the, in the G5 school in Liberty. Richardson was playing really good competition with really bad supporting cast in the SEC. And I see this as, like, not a Richardson guy, I can make a lot more arguments for him. He's bigger. He's at least as fast. And he has, like, serious arm talent. You'll see on the plays where it all goes right, and he makes the right read, and he gets his feet set correctly, and his mechanics are in. Like, his dude can can laser it in uh, at, at a distance. I'm excited for the combine. So yeah. I'm watching that stuff. I'm into it, man. Starts up tomorrow night, right? We had another uh, Patreon request to discuss a trade that was not accepted. It was a rejected trade in a 16 team league. This is our Dynasty Trades HQ Listener League HQ1 16 teamer. Super flex, start 11, very weak uh, tight end premium, 1.25. Yeah, 1.25, so it almost doesn't matter. Tell me what you think. Justin Fields, Kyle Pitts, 2025 uh, second round. Pick. Or that's Fields and Pitts at a 25-2. Or the 103, the 108, the 112, and a 24 first. So the three, the eight, the 12, 24 first, or Fields Pitts and a 25 second. In a 16 team league, start eleven. Yeah, I mean the depth. I, I don't care about the second either, because that's oh, like no. gonna be like an 18 plus pick right, right. Like, yeah, yeah well and shane's team is pretty solid 
Yeah, like, that's and that's a he was, that's uh, he was a playoff team, so that's basically yeah, so it could be rounder. picks thirty one. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's like a late third, a third rounder. Like, and in two thousand twenty five, um, you know, that's that's a while from now. I guess it comes down to what you think about Pitts at this point. If you still think Pitts is an elite difference making tight end, you know, a wide receiver one playing the tight end position, then I think that's the play, right? Because Fields right now is better than the 103, I think, objectively. He's already proven he's a smash fantasy asset, you know, whereas the 103 is completely bomb, right? Good bomb, good suck, you know? And I think anyone that has any positive feelings left for Pitts would take him over the 108, right? So it's like, is the 112 enough to make up the difference between Pitts and the 108, or is it too much, you know? Yeah, you make make the argument that it's basically – Fields and that 25 second for the 103 and the 24 first. And then Pitts for the 108 and the 112. Oh, there's a 24 first in there too, huh? Yeah, yeah there's a 24 Gosh. first. Yeah. It's four firsts for Pitts and Fields. Forget about the two. Let's just say Pitts and Fields for four firsts. Yeah, it's two, two firsts each. And the first could be like... Pick 16, though, right? The 24. He does well, have a shift in the first. I'm a former champion of this league, as is Justin. We are both 16-team winners. And this is something I need to mention in the when we're selling the Patreon as well. You know, We are 16-team <laughs> winners. Larry has a lot of picks. A yeah. lot of picks. Uh, but he I'm, also has a lot of needs. Yeah, so... With, I, with needs players. Right. So I, with, I, you know, I wasn't even thinking about the 24. I do think that tilts it back that way but i get it because you're locking in when i have a ton of picks i like to de-risk you know what i mean i don't want to make all those picks you're exceedingly unlikely to make all those picks successfully right Right. yep i like the idea of trading some of those picks for proven players and trying not to lose any value right like i don't want to trade for old dudes i want to trade for young elite studs so i declined this deal fields and pits for four firsts is it's a great trade. It's a great offer. I'm okay with the offer. I just can't afford giving up four firsts this particular moment in time. I have a lot of needs. As Justin said, there's a 24 first involved. There's the 108, the 112. Here's the D. It is a very weak tight end premium at 1.25. Do I want to spend two first round picks? Because I'm breaking this down. I'm looking at Pretty much two first for fields, two for pits. Do I want to spend two firsts on a 1.25 tight end premium? I don't. Do not want to pay two firsts for Kyle Pitts. I'm okay spending the third, the 103 on fields, and maybe an additional pick after that. It's just that that one extra pick, uh, the 24 first. If I could get rid of maybe one of the one of my 2023 picks, uh, I just didn't like giving up four. I'm in the market in the rebuild. You know, after I won the championship, the following year I made it again thanks to. Jeff Wilson and all these scrubs that just had these ridiculous games, I ended up losing the second year. So I missed on my opportunity to be a two-time 16-team winner in this league. And looking at the up-and-coming teams, I decided to... You know what? Let's focus on twenty on the 2023 draft. This was in 2021. I started selling pieces and collecting 2023 picks in 2021. So I, caught, I could have fought tooth and nail to make a, 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 a third run, but what are the chances of you getting to the title game three years in a row, especially in a 16-team league? You know, just looking at that, the chances are so slim. There are some teams that are ready to make a run that might be in a little better position than me. I bit the bullet and said, you know what? I'm going to take two years off, give some other folks a chance to make their run. Now I'm ready. In 2023, I accumulated seven first-round picks. I have like 15 picks in this draft, two second-rounders, and then just like a, a smattering of third fourths and fifths but for the most part i'm happy with my rebuild i've picked up some pieces along the way solidified a qb1 and justin herbert that also makes the fields acquisition a a little less mandatory because i had that qb1 already i definitely need a, a second quarterback you know and i and i know why shane wants the four picks He's getting four first rounders. Uh, I know he has his eyes probably on Richardson. And and, and again, this is a deep tight end class. So I think I'm going to hold out, you know, and again, I'd love to just, you know, lock up the tight end position. I don't have a tight end. I think my my best tight end is Irv Smith right now. To be able to lock up the tight end position is something that that's one of the moves I like to do when I'm building my team. Something you don't have to worry about. Set it and forget it. Tight end spot. 
instead of chasing ties. Nothing worse than chasing tight end all season. And you got this guy, and you got this guy. You trade him for this guy. This guy gets hurt. And then your matchups and you're streaming tight end. It's just a pain in the ass. I have pits everywhere. So that being said, not worth the four first round picks. It's not. A, it's a great offer, but it just doesn't make sense for my team right now. Yeah, right. I was telling you, I traded for Tua, and it was the same principle. I have. All the picks in the league. Usually Justin's cat uh, makes an appearance when we're talking about Jared Goff. (laughs) She's a a, a Goff fan. I bought Tua and Jalen Waddell in a 24 second for Chris Olave, the 103, and a 24 first. I think I overpaid a little bit, but the 24 first should be late. The 24 second should be early because that guy is significantly rebuilding, complete rebuild. Hopefully it's a top three or four pick and hopefully the 24 is a late you know 10 through 12 because i do have a good team in this league at this point and the theory is sure stroud slash young could outperform Tua, but i want to win this year i rebuilt this team tired of rebuilding i want to win and, and i did okay last year you know um now it's time to to smash i don't mind it if those if those 24 picks are what you what say I they think. are like you got a rebuilder yeah. And a contender, and so the the real spread on those is four, five, six spots, something like that. Then that's legit. Yeah. If for some reason that first becomes an, an early to mid, then yeah. it's a oh shit, then I effed you know, up. I lost it. Yeah. Hopefully, I can get like an Addison and a JSN or something like that, or Gibbs and JSN with four and five. Four and five. Right. I don't know, man, because yeah. I have one and two. Maybe I'll go Addison and JSN now. Since you maybe, just said maybe it. Maybe you will, Larry. Is that it? <laughs> 103, whoever has 103, if they're listening, is just like they, they've gone to the, to the bathroom and they're just <laughs> sitting on the pot and they're stressing because they're like, is Bijan going to fall to me because Larry's an idiot? No. That's what they're saying. <laughs> 103 is going to be getting a quarterback. And then I'm, I'm hoping just to load up on running backs with those four 23 seconds I have. I think that's the thing to do in the second round this year. Uh, if you don't get like Downs or Flowers slip to you, maybe Myers yeah. if he's around. Otherwise, smash running backs, you know, like Tank, Abanaconda, uh, you know, McBride, whatever. Like whoever gets draft capital from that group are going to be around at like 204, 205, 206. There's going to be some significant talents available. I took over this orphan a couple of years ago, and I've been just I stripped it down. I've got my finally got my QBs, so I can kind of just fill my roster with players now. Although, well, Larry, uh, I might pick. I need a QB three because all I have is Mayfield and Darnold. Darnold, you can't mention Darnold anymore, Larry. As well, I have an the one, you just, and I have the one, two, seven, and nine. So wait, you only have Darnold and Mayfield? Well, no, I have. Three. I have. Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, and Watson. Oh, go, 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 go. Yeah. All right. yeah, yeah. You're and in good shape. QB3, he has those backups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Those soon to be out of the league players. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you about a trade I made. Oh, yeah. Because it. it's a big boy trade. I got uh, Dynasty Man Man to reply and respond to a trade. So I'm already like proud of myself for getting Madman to get off oh, the snide. Man. All right. So I gave up. It's a big one. So Jared Goff, DJ Moore. Garrett Wilson and Tyquan Thornton. All right. So Goff, Goff DJ Wilson, Moore, Garrett DJM, Wilson. Tyquan. Tyquan's nothing, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I I received Russell Wilson, Drake London, Brock Purdy, the 207. You can't see that. And the 407. Now, one thing to note is the 207, I could take a player or I can take a 25 first this year. So because we have future firsts of everybody in the league. So I could draft Larry's 25. I could draft the 101 if I get Larry's 25 first. So. Wait, wait. You can draft a specific team's 25 first? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That is uh, quite a bit of fun sometimes when you're like, and you know, going, I think they're going to suck. Give me their first. Yeah, so. That's hilarious. So you draft the first two years out. If someone's having a shitty draft, you just you take their first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. messed up, man. <laughs> I have I have seven twenty four firsts right now in this league and made the playoffs this past year. So I figured, what the hell? Let me let me get a share of Russell Wilson and see if the Sean Payton magic happens. Um, I yeah, I know I get it. I I think 
I mean, his value is super depressed right now. Drake and Lund- Wilson's pretty much a wash. Right? That's how I thought London about Wilson. those. It's close enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Wilson more, but they go like almost back to back in startups. Sure. Like, three or four picks apart. No, you know why he's in the trade? It's because Madman is an Ohio State fan and a huge Ohio State fan. So I figured I could well, get a response if I put Wilson in the trade. I do think Wilson's already like shown me that he's going to be like top eight wide receiver in the league. And I feel like London has all the data to prove it, but uh, I feel like I'm, I'm more confident in Wilson. I mean, Wilson well, had like Wilson a was my wide receiver one last year. So just to, just yeah. to give you a, a little bit of my, of the, of my love for him, he was my wide receiver one in last yeah. year's draft. Yeah. He's a beast. He was mine. And then I got funky with it. Like during drafts, they kind of tried to take equal shares of him, Burks and London. I got, ton of Burks because of his lower cost. So I'm kind of holding the bag on a lot of that. I still think he'll be okay, but like value wise, I just lost rounds from, you know, dropping down from Wilson or yeah. London to Burks now. But yeah, man, I, I, I get it. Um, I think he's you know, Russell's probably worth DJ Moore in startups right now. A little bit of a plus, right? I'm the Garrett Wilson side. <laughs> <laughs> Too many old people there on the other side. In Russell again. I mean, as soon as I see Garrett Wilson, my eyes light up, and <laughs> I don't have a single share of him. Ek, I don't have I don't have Garrett Wilson anywhere. It's sad. You could have in, had him in this league, but you didn't even counter offers. Essentially, eh, in the Hogs League, I offered Deshaun Watson for Garrett Wilson straight up, and was declined. That's insane. Rejected. Super flex. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah, the way yeah, I, I mean, saw I think it. let's say Russell went two rounds ahead of DJ Moore in that, so he's worth substantially yeah. more. You could say he's probably worth. Where did Goff go? Goff went in the same oh, round so as DJ Moore, somewhere in the middle. So I think the value is pretty fair. Purdy was like a seventh round pick, and you get that 207, uh, which could be a good pick. Um, so you just pick your poison, you know? Hopefully you traded way up at quarterback, stayed pretty much flat at wide receiver one, lost your wide receiver two, maybe. Um so I guess if Purdy hits, you're probably in good shape. If Purdy whiffs, well, yeah, I've still got uh, Diggs, Cooper Cup, Drake London, of course, and Hollywood in this league. So yeah, nice. I feel feel pretty good about that. Pretty um, good, yeah. I've got uh, Tua and Kyler in that league, so I wanted, and you know, so now I've got a little bit more depth with Russell Wilson and Brock Purdy. I, I turned Jared Goff into Russell Wilson. Purdy is what I did, kind of, you know. Kind of what my thought was so there. If I have two really good quarterbacks, I tend to fade my QB three really hard. They like I, I know like what I did off. with golf, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, you know what? You get a Kyler stand in. I get it. Let's see, in yeah, and, and I'm a Kyler stand, but he's going to be missing games. So. Kyler's going to be missing like half the season. Right. Third. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I'll be relying on Russ. Yeah. Tua and Brock Purdy, assuming Brock Purdy. And you, and you want to capitalize on the window of like Cooper Cup, maybe in his last elite season or one of his yeah. couple last elite seasons. I totally get it. Diggs too, right? Like you're aging out on that squad. <laughs> yeah, I have actually acquired those guys late in the season to, to, to try and make a push. And of course, yeah. Cup got hurt the next, you know, whatever. Can't remember and if Diggs, I said it Diggs didn't yeah. help either. As Diggs we didn't know. help during the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a trade offer sitting in here in the six-team league, sixteen-team league that we were just talking about. Would you give up the one o three and the one eleven for Brees Hall? Okay, so you have the one o one, and then what? The one o three. You don't have the one o two. So you have the one o one, the one o three, and what? I have the 101, the 103, 8, 9, 11, 12. Okay. And your only quarterback is Justin Herbert right now. That is correct. I have Arnold and Mayfield again. You have only Justin Herbert. No. Just Herbert. Yeah, just Herbert. I can't do it. It's impossible to get a decent QB in this league. It is literally yeah. impossible. And someone, right. someone, a.k.a. Larry, is going to take Bijan with, with the first pick. And so you better be ready to take a, a QB. Yeah. With your second pick, with the 103. Yes. That's so tough. If in you, a 12 teamer, I think I probably take Reese. I wouldn't argue that in 12 teamer, but in this particular situation, I don't think there's any way, and especially because you give up any leverage when you give the, the 103 away. 
because yeah. then it's like, well, you have to take Bijan, and then you're stuck. At least with yeah. this, you take Bijan, and then you still get a quarterback. And I'm with you. I I think if you're not building around young quarterbacks, then you're asking for long term pain in dynasty leagues, especially yeah. in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah anything bigger than twelve, even a fourteen teamer, it's just like you know. What I, I mean, mean, I basically I have Lamar and uh, Patrick Mahomes, and that duo right there carries my team. Carries my team, and mm-hmm. the, the stats are a little inflated for quarterbacks. Like uh, Patrick had he averaged thirty three points a game in this, and Kyler averaged twenty four, and he missed. You know, the, and even Tannehill averaged almost nineteen. So I have him on that team as well. I think you have to have QBs in this league. I mean, Jonathan Taylor averaged 17 points a game. And that's what you're basically hoping that Brees Hall is, you know, going forward. Honestly, I think think that in a void, if you didn't have the 103, you should take a quarterback with that 101 in that league. If you didn't have another out. Or trade to the 102. Right, right, right. Yeah. The key would be to trade to the 102 or the no 103. one. No one does that though. I have a 101 in a league where it was a you know pretty harsh rebuild where I'm stacked with picks and I've been trying like sending out offers. I'm FF Larry Monkey just blasting people <laughs> volume and, and just nothing. You know, a couple people that are like, oh, that would be nice, but let's wait until after the draft. Uh, uh, just trying to trade back. You know, I, yeah. I just want to trade back a couple spots, man. Or um, or I try to do things like trade like i offered someone 101 and something for kyler and swift oh that's not a that's not a bad one two guys I mean, that are just their, their value is pretty much at, at an all-time low for both of them oh, yeah and yeah. then that was the guy was like oh it's intriguing but you know whatever he's trying to like give me something else i don't know kyler and swift Ooh, i got in that league i have an offer in my inbox for i think it's like my 201 and 20 something like mid Five to seven for Swift. What do you guys do? I'm taking that. I'm smashing that. I should should smash that. Justin Justin doesn't like. I don't like running backs who get six carries a game. Um, Dude, he got volume his first year. Yeah, just got hurt. Got banged up. And by the way, Georgia guy again. Georgia guy. And I love Swift coming out. I was real big on Swift. He was. He was my QB or he's my RB one. So. Um, well, but, well, this particular yeah. draft, I mean, I mean, I don't know. You're right. You're right. I don't know if I would. She's swift. Though. 201 is going to be a really good player. That's what yeah, it is. It is. Because the be four, like four quarterbacks. Or Downs or Flowers. Yeah, yeah. super flex. So there's right. depth there. Michael Meyer, right? He's going to be a good player. you're going to have four quarterbacks that push everybody down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. Because guess what? The best ability is availability, and Swift has not been able to stay yeah, on the, the field. problem with with Swift. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that Jamal Williams ends up getting re-signed and then they just kind of run it back. Yeah, if I'm if I'm punting running back in startups right now, I love Jamal. Mm-hmm. If I'm like a win now, you know? Yeah. Uh, trust me, man. We, Me and him both have newborns. No, no, no. Larry, they're not newborns anymore. Well, they're toddlers. Yours is 14 months old or 13 and a, and a half months old. That's well, not baby. a newborn. Right, it's not a baby. And I got a nine-month-old crawling around. No, we don't have newborns. We have uh, we, infants. We're talking. Yeah. We infant slash toddlers. That's yeah. what I meant to say. <laughs> it's, newborns are probably easier than this right now. Well, relatively, relative, relatively new. All right, man. Yeah. So yeah, you got a four-year-old. You get it. All right. So let's 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 wrap things up, man. And thanks uh, to at EK Baller. You know, EK, bro. This is this is great. I'm happy we finally got to connect, and uh, maybe we get you on again, and maybe the the draft will talk some. Talk some smack. Well, I know the sports couple usually hangs out for the. They've been they've been with us the last two two drafts. The draft party, baby. Tune into our YouTube. We'll be we'll be going live for the NFL draft. I just put my request off while we were on the show to was, make sure that I'm not bartending that night. I always I forget. Was just, I was just gonna say you better call out, baby, because <laughs> that's on a Thursday, right? Get the Debbie dose. Seen the Dynasty Nerds. Well, you got anything else going on, man? Other than my podcast and my writing, my rookie profiles and the startups. And the, <laughs> the, no, I mean, so the, the big thing right now is the Debbie Dose, right? We're in our first year's podcast. You guys know what that's like. We're excited when one person pops on the live stream and we get, you know, a hundred spins if we're lucky. But uh, <laughs> but it's good, man. I get I get great guests on. I'd love to have you guys on at some point this year. Get you get you get you some wisdom in there. Um, sure. 
you know, plug your stuff. But yeah, it's great. Tons of draft profiles. Again, like hop on, watch the draft profiles. You don't get that kind of content for free anywhere else is doing. It's usually uh, once you on their Patreon, which I do want you on my Patreon, but I'm going to give you content for free because you to come to Jesus, you know. Um, all my data work is available for my Patreons. I just literally give you my whole draft folder with all my spreadsheets, my models, uh, willing to talk, you know, data and modeling with anybody. There's guys that are better at it than me, but I learned from guys that are better at it than me. So I've got a good knowledge base on that at this point. So happy to share that. Have fun talking draft. Have ton fucking have fun talking dynasty <laughs> football and Debbie Ooh. and draft. So right. and thanks for having me on, guys. It's it's been it's been a great time. Yes. Thanks for joining, man. Oh yeah, baby. All right. We're talking, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. We'll see you next week, baby. Dynasty Hot Talks. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Talks Pod. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Larry, monkey.